Hi, I'm Margie. Hi, I'm Michelle. Welcome to God in the Real World. Avatar, may her baba ki jay. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of God in the Real World. I am one of your hosts, Margie Connor, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Michelle McKeever. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Today, we want to talk about the subject intuition. Um, This is something that I think I can speak for both of us here is a huge part of our own lives and so much a part of what Baba has said in his messages to us and sort of left behind. So we have done some research, which you guys are probably so impressed because we said we never do it. And now there's been two episodes where we've done some (laughs) research. (laughs) Look at Um, us go. (laughs) God, we're just on the path. It's just my intuition leading me to do research. What can I say? Um, (laughs) So uh, we have four really sweet passages from from Baba that we kind of want to... uh, break down a little bit well the, so the first one isn't a passage it's actually a a reference from um don steven's book so don steven wrote the uh the book I, I forget exactly what it's called but it's like mayor baba's gift of intuition or something along those lines mm-hmm. um, and i shared this with michelle but Baba said that in every one of his avatar incarnations, he gives another gift. And so, for example, when Jesus Christ came, his gift was love. And Baba said that in this incarnation, his gift was intuition. And so, Michelle, I would love to know how intuition plays a role in your life and your relationship with Baba. Oh, good question. Hmm. I feel like I feel very strongly that my intuition, like what I think is my intuition is very similar to like what I think it means. Like when I'm getting like a message from Baba, like I feel like Mm. they're the same feeling in my body. Um, And I think always for me, it's like when something is clicking, when something feels right, I get like a little switch in my stomach, like almost like a, like a light switch. Um, and that's how I know something's clicking. And I like I feel I feel like my intuition lives in my like core area, mm-hmm. um, lives in my solar plexus. Um, and I think um, I think that my relationship with my intuition has changed a lot over time, but has always felt very natural. It just feels like every time I learn more about myself, I dust off. A little bit more like I'm like an archaeologist, like digging out a little bit more into my intuition, into the core of what it is. Um, but I feel like I used to not really listen to that part of myself or dive into it. But the more, I mean, honestly, like when I started building my relationship with Baba um, and then just where I am today, I feel like I'm tapped into so much more, um, which sometimes I will say is exhausting having like (laughs) the intuition like feels exhausting and um I still have some distrust around it so you know it's not perfect um but it's definitely something I rely on a lot to like make decisions big and small how about you what's your relationship with your intuition like and how does it relate to your relationship with Baba my intuition is my entire relationship with Baba I mean I think I even when I didn't realize it was my intuition I 
I don't even really think of it as my intuition. It's like, it is the voice of Baba. And I think there's some. Uh, Omar, you were losing you a little bit. Oh, hold on. I can, let me move to a better (laughs) spot. Just so sometimes when I sit in a certain chair, it gets fuzzy. Anyway, can you hear me better now? Yes. Okay. Sorry about that. So as I was saying, yeah, I feel like my uh, whole relationship with Baba is intuition. Um, when I was younger, it was like, I think it was, it was me complaining to Baba that I didn't have intuition. And then as I've gotten older, I like craved to hear Baba's voice so deeply that I think I built the muscle of intuition. And now I have kind of like you said, I have a physical feeling in my body when Baba's talking to me and it's undeniable. I mean, I, I definitely have ignored it in my life. Yes. I've denied it, but it, it's, it is undeniable. It's, I remember the first time that it happened to me, I was at the Yusahavas, um, and it was super late at night. It was like one of those nights that you just would rather go to bed than yeah. do cabin bonding. And I don't remember who it was. We were all in the gazebo and somebody said something and I felt, it felt like something like lightning struck me. From my from up above through my down and it was like this chill mm-hmm. is how I would describe it and it was like a wave of love and now whenever Baba talks to me it it I just feel that and what I find is like the more the closer I grow to Baba the more accessible that feeling is like it mm-hmm. used to only come you know, once in a blue moon when I would get this sort of idea of what Baba wanted or, you know, how I should approach a situation. But recently in my life, it's pretty constant because not because I think that like, oh, Baba this, I'm just here Baba all the time. It's, (laughs) it's just that by keeping him present, that resonance and that voice is so much more available. Yeah, I feel like I love when you use that the word, like the resonance, you know, mm. you know, and I feel like that is what it is. It's like, it's that deeper than even just the voice. It's the, like the voice with the full bodied feeling. Yeah. And there's something about it that it's like, I know it's mine. You know, there have been times mm. when I've been like, oh, this is definitely my intuition. And I knew all along it wasn't my intuition because it was like, there, there was motion in it, you know, and there was unsure, like I was unsure and it wasn't clear, but I feel like everything with Baba, although he may be asking for things that are difficult, there's always like a sense of clarity. Yeah. That comes with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Baba. I love <laughs> that. So I want to, so the next quote, which kind of is already what we're talking about, but you know, I feel so many of us like struggle to want to hear Baba and to be close to Baba, but I mean, Baba's always inside of us. And so this is, this is what Baba says. I mean, he says, yet I, I speak internally. The voice that is heard deep within the soul is my voice. The voice of inspiration, of intuition, of guidance through those who are receptive to this voice. I speak. Mm. And that is, to me, that's one of, I've, I've said it many times on, on, on this podcast. That is one of my favorite Baba quotes because he doesn't say, oh, my voice is always there. 
like, just listen, you know, he, yeah. it's those who are receptive. And I think it, and so much of like our relationship with Baba is believing that we're worthy because yeah. we are the divine reality and we are God. And I think until you are willing to begin to accept that notion, that voice is foreign to you. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Do you, it sounds like you might not agree totally. So I'm interested. No, to- no, no, no. I think I do. I'm just thinking about it. Can you say it one more time? Yeah. Wait, what I just said or read the quote? What you just said. Oh, that it's, it's, it's not that Baba's voice isn't there. Cause I think it's always there in every moment. I even think Baba's voice like tells us what to eat if we listen. It's that we have to recognize that we are the divine reality. Mm-hmm. And when we realize that we're worthy of that voice in the certain areas of our life, that's when it comes through. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, I do definitely agree with that. I think like, I honestly think that's part of like the digging that mm-hmm. I keep getting to, like, you know, the brushing off or the, the, the archaeology digging in is like more and more of like, as I continue to realize I'm worthy, that's more and more of what comes out. Yeah. Cause I think there's so much, like there are some areas in my life where I feel like I hear Baba so clearly and that he's yeah. just, he's always there. And then there yeah. are areas of my life where I'm like, Baba, you never help me. And like, yeah. why can't I hear my intuition here? Like, why are you not guiding me? And I think oh, absolutely. That the thing that's like stopping me from hearing his voice there is my own sense of unworthiness. Hmm. Or like for me, I'm thinking about like where I, I um, don't want to hear his voice because <laughs> mm. I want to, I want what I want. You know, I think, I think, I think the one area of my life where I really struggle with my intuition um, in, and just like, I think generally it's just like the point of struggle for me is around like dating and romantic love. Mm. And I'm just thinking about like the times where I feel like I can't get a sense of what Baba wants, but it's because I so badly want one thing. And I, can't, so I'm not like fully tapped into like what Baba might be saying. Like I can't even get there because I'm so fully focused on one thing. Yeah. No, I totally, I, I, I almost think that what we do is when we have that intuitive voice in other areas of our life, we try to create that. We're like, oh, yeah, I hear my intuition for the things that we want. I know I find myself doing this. Yeah. It's like if I want a scenario, I'm like, I try to fake that that resonance. And yeah. even though I know full well that it isn't real, yeah. the mind is convince myself, oh, yeah, this is what Baba wants. This is intuition. Yeah. And yeah. then really we just get in there and, and muck it up and – you know, I actually, I had this, this thought earlier this morning and I was thinking, you know, Baba, if you have all this intuitive power and you can talk to me, like, why have you not, why have you not just, I look at like the patterns of my childhood and I'm like, why have you not like brought this up earlier? Like I've been yeah. fucking listening. Why can't like, yeah. why have you waited until now? And then it occurred to me that maybe Baba needs those patterns, mm. you know, like look at where you are in your life. And all the things those, those quote unquote negative patterns have created. Yeah. You know, and then also that pattern isn't supposed to be healed until Baba's voice comes through. 
because mm. maybe it's time for, you know, we assume that we know better than Baba what we're supposed to do, whether it's romantic relationships or healing or doing this or doing this. But really, if we just sat and listened with, with, I mean, this is impossible to do, but with just divine patience, yeah, then we would have a full understanding of why everything that we go through, we have to suffer. You know, it's like, sure, your suffering has brought you a lot of suffering, but it has also gotten you really far. Yeah. You think about it on the flip side too. Yep. Mm. But it's hard to look at that too. You know, I think, <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's for so many of us, like it's hard to look at the areas in which, you know, it's hard to look at the suffering and to see it. I don't know, as a part of it, as a part of it. Yeah. No, you're really, you're onto something there. It's, it's hard to think oh. about Baba being suffering or wanting suffering for us because he's always the thing that we turn to when we want to get out of suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, it's a, this, I think this topic is a, it's like a brain, a brain stopper. Yep. Because it's just something that, you know, like I've had many intuitive sort of phrases or things come through. And then when it comes time to like verbalize them or explain them to somebody, because I think it personally, I think it's like, if you hear Baba's voice, you should share it with people, you know, maybe not say like, oh, Baba told me to tell you to do this or something. That's definitely not what I mean. (laughs) But like sharing your experiences of like Baba's intuition, I think is a really beautiful thing. But when I go to put it into words, I'm like, how do I put this on the, how do I put God's understanding and voice into my own words? Like, I don't, I don't have the ability or the power to do that. Well, and that's where I feel like for me, it's really like, I just keep coming back to, it's like the feeling of it all, Mm. you know, like, it's like, I, like, I actually like, can't explain to you like what it is that Baba says or whatever, but I can explain to you how I feel Mm. you know like I feel a I feel that switch in my stomach but also sometimes I feel like absolutely nauseous when I know that I'm getting like (laughs) like you know something that I don't necessarily want to do Mm. um but is like following my intuition with Baba of like okay like dive in and do it I was on a call with my this is like slightly aside, but I was on a call with my therapist last week and I've been like really struggling because I feel I've been like really struggling with this idea that I, that she's going to break up with me as a therapist and it's like totally out of nowhere. It's out of like somebody else telling me about how they're afraid their therapist is going to break up with them. And so it made me think, oh my God, what if my therapist is going to break up with me? Um, And so I'm like freaking out about this in my head and for like two months but I kept knowing that like it's not true like I know like intuitively like it's not true that's not happening but like I still kept freaking out about it and so we were on this call on therapy and I was like I like have been like Michelle you have to say something this week because you keep thinking about it and it's like affecting your ability to share stuff with her because you're afraid she's gonna think you're annoying so I was like okay, Erin, I have something I want to tell you, but I really don't want to say it. And she's like, <laughs> she's okay. Like, now you got to say it. <laughs> she was like, do you just want to like blurt it out? And I was like, I'm afraid you're going to break up with me. And <laughs> she like, 
laugh, but it was like one of those things where it's like, I know I needed to do it. I knew I needed to do it. I told myself it. And like, that's like the intuition piece, but it still doesn't always make it easy or feel easy or light, you know, because I think a lot of times for me, my intuition comes up like when I know something. Yeah, yes, when I know something's right, but also when I know something's off, but I have to do something about it. Like, I feel this sense of like, it's not quite a rush, but it's like an intensity of energy again in my core where I'm like, like almost like kind of like vomit. Um, <laughs> you're like, you have to do this. And, um, and it was fine. She was, you know, she, of course, she's a very good therapist or so she didn't immediately give me validation. She was like, well, why do you think you're feeling that way? And I was like, fuck off. I just want you to tell me that you love me, um, <laughs> which she eventually did. We worked through it, but it was, it was one of those situations where just like that reminder that like, I don't know that my intuition sometimes feels a little, a little muddy, a little murky or like it doesn't necessarily feel pleasant to follow your intuition. Like I think there's a lot of like, Oh, follow your intuition. And like everything is going to be easy and breezy. And I'm like, follow your intuition and everything's going to work out the way it needs to. But it doesn't mean it's going to be like necessarily enjoyable every step of the way. Totally agree. I think the relationship to our intuition is not the easier one. I'm actually more on the side of believing that it's the more difficult choice because my intuition is something that, you know, if I don't feel it, I feel so disconnected from life itself and I feel lost and I want to get back to that place of what feels like alignment. But when it does speak up, I'm like, oh my God, Baba, are you freaking kidding me? Why are you asking me to do this? (laughs) yeah I hope you have a plan here and he does always have a plan but sometimes his plan is annoying and it's hard yeah it's really hard you know or something I'd love to get your take on this I've had times in my life when I've really felt that Baba has asked me to do some really crazy things that could put like all of my life my current life and I mean he's asked me to do it a number of times and it has completely ripped up my life but in the end it's always brought me closer to I like him you're just like but it's fine <laughs> I mean it's fine because in in the end like every time that's happened my life has been completely derailed I mean I, I don't know how to explain to everybody on this podcast and help them understand like how many times my life has just been like like no money no nothing no job no life and then all of a sudden Baba brings something new and that all comes from like what Baba calls from my intuition and so I guess Michelle I would love to hear a story of like you just like blindly following an intuition you had and then how it worked out or like, you know, how Baba came around, even if it was hard in the, in the meantime. Hmm. When I followed intuition and it completely worked out or so, okay. In Baba's way, completely worked out. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Not Not in your way. Um, I'm trying to think of a, I'm trying to think of a story or their time. I mean, I know it has. Oh, what about when you came back from the Usahadas and you quit your job? Oh yeah. That's probably a better one than um, when I got my cat. Um, (laughs) I, so before like in like 20, I think it was 2017. I went to the Usahadas for the bajillionth time. And before I left, I told my friend at this corporate corporate financial consulting firm I was working at I told her I'm all she was new and I I said to her I was like I always come back wanting to quit my job from this thing but like don't take me seriously like it just happens every time but just prepping you for like that's going to be the next month after I come back 
And so I came back and I gave myself, I gave my two weeks notice or I gave a month's notice, like pretty much the week after Sahavas. And she was like, Michelle, what the hell? You literally just told me that you weren't going to do it. And I was like, this time is different. And I think it was this realization for me during the Sahavas, but also like just what was, had been going on in my life that it was time for something to change. And more specifically, it was time for me to like be working with young people. Mm. And I just remember like driving home from the Sahabas in a car with people and talking about things and just being like, this is the life that I need right now. It's not the like quit my job and travel the world. Although I did do that after I quit. Um, but it was more <laughs> of the like, I'm like moving, need to move towards something that I know would be really helpful, like beneficial for me and for the world. And I like came back and I was feeling it, but I was like, how do I even conceptualize starting to do it? And I came back and went directly into this like slew of meetings in New York with my like office that were so horrible And I mean, I had had a lot of bad meetings at that point, but these were especially bad. And I just remember sitting in one of those meetings, being told basically like, get in line and don't ask questions and thinking, okay, this is it. And I got back from the meetings. I took a day off work. I wrote down every person who I'd ever wanted to talk to about youth work and called them and reached out and drafted my letter of resignation and turned it in like the following week for and I gave like a month's notice and all of that but it was like just these moments of like okay I'm not going to ignore these signs now because it's really time and you know here we are multiple years later when I came when I went it was nerve-wracking to be jobless and whatever but as soon as I started looking in earnest it was a month before you know, I was em- employed at the school I'm at now within a month. Um, and I can't imagine my life not this way. So it worked out. It wasn't always easy. And it was a little nauseating. I mean, I don't know if you've ever given anybody listening, if you've ever given notice from a job, it's not fun. Like, it's really like, I mean, yes, you feel some power afterwards, but it's like, it be exhausting. <laughs> but all in all is, I think, the right decision for me. And, and it's that's- like... Yeah. Bob has got a way of bringing up the things at the right time. And also like intuition, I think is so much in timing and in his timing, because I've had many intuitions about something and I've had, I feel like something I've worked with Bob a lot on is like the patience of intuition. Mm -hmm. Like I'll be like, Oh no, I know this is going to happen. Or like, I, I have a feeling that I need to do this or I need to take this action. And I feel like the thing that Baba calls me to work on the most is like my patience with that intuition. Cause I'm the kind of person, if I hear something or I think I should do something same as you kind of like, like you have this feeling every time you come back from Sahab is like, you're going to quit your job at some point. Right. Yeah. But it was like, it's all about Baba's timing. And so yeah. being able to hear intuition is like this thing that I, I really think what the intuition at least for me, what it does is help me understand how unlimited we are and how divine we truly are. Mm. But it is literally like, like if the, if we are the ocean, right? Cause we are like, we are the infinite reality. Yeah. The, the intuition is like the foam on the shore of the beach. 
And so, you know, when you're a little kid and you step your feet in, you're like, oh, I'm in the ocean. When you're just like, you're like feeling the water washing up on the shore. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, it's only the, yeah, it just is like the little clue in of how illusory, illusory this world really is. And how, if you want to know everything and have that infinite knowledge, all you have to do is turn to him because we have it inside of us yeah like it really is easily you know i put easily in quotation marks because of course it involves the annihilation of the ego and no no wants needs or desires yeah yada 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 but it it really is easy because we already have access to the intuition which is just like the tipping point of where our capabilities really lie yeah yeah that's why when people come to me and they're like oh i i am psychic or I have this ability or this happened to me or this weird experience or whatever I'm like yeah of course it did <laughs> like literally anything is possible yeah <laughs> you know like we're not limited to these bodies these minds these hearts and I think the intuition is like Baba's little sneak peek into that oh, I love that it really is though I really I fully agree with that yeah so do you mind if I read the next Baba quote yeah on intuition so um, I love because it kind of actually goes back to what you were saying about your quitting your job or, you know, that example. So this is these are Bob's words. He said, when you feel something is intuition and have no doubt about it, then it is real. Mm-hmm. Passing doubtful thoughts and temporary emotional feelings should not be given importance. But when you feel it touches your heart, follow it. When it comes from the mind, it is not intuition. Intuition means that which comes from the heart. In the divine path, first there is intuition, then inspiration, then illumination, and finally realization. If it touches your heart, follow it. And God, from today, you will know that if it is intuition, it is right. My love will help you and guide you to understand what is right. Love, Baba. God wants honest love. He is all honesty and wants honest love. So love, Baba. God will help you in your quest for the truth. <sighs> so the, in this, there's, there's so much, but I think, you know, I was thinking about my husband, uh, I about doing this podcast a week ago and I was thinking about, Oh, what do I want to talk about? And it's actually funny that this timing is coming up because I feel like I'm looking back at parts of my life where I made really big mistakes Or, you know, I thought I was doing the right thing and I wasn't, but I look back and I was truly acting out of intuition and yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't maybe the right thing from the worldly standpoint, but it's gotten, it was a stepping stone to where I am today. And I followed my heart. And Um, I think that's a, a key point that the heart does not have rationale. It only has the will of the divine. So, you know, if you, if you go after your heart wholeheartedly and live in that way, yeah, it might give you an, an outwardly difficult worldly life, but the internal experience is so fulfilling that it is completely worth it. Mm. What was like, can you give an example of that in your life? Ah, yes, I can give too many. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, when I was. 
uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess the most people who probably listen to this podcast know a lot about my life at this point. But I, when I was 16, I have a pretty abusive father. And so when I was 16, I got legally married to Narayan Connor, who um, it was just a legal marriage just so I could have emancipated status. And so then I ended up dating somebody who was older than I, I was and was in a relationship with them for two years. And in that moment, I don't know how to describe you. It was exactly what Baba wanted. And I know people will be like, oh, well, you were only 16 and da, 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 and like, you didn't know what you were doing. And it's like, yeah, from a worldly standpoint, yes. And I think even from the worldly version of Margie, totally the case. Yeah. But when I look at the long run of it, of what it, of why Baba wanted it to be that way, it was so perfect. And so all, cause I remember being that age and already having a connection to my intuition and saying to Baba, Baba, this is pretty freaking crazy. Do you really want me to do this? And to the best of my ability and knowledge to listen, that was exactly what I felt Baba wanted. And so I felt like in order to do my best, which is all Baba ever asked for, this is what I had to do. And I look back, I was so stupid. What was I thinking? Like, Mm. what's wrong with me? But at the same time, there, I would never change it at all because I understand that I didn't do the wrong thing. I followed my heart. And from the worldly standpoint, it might have been wrong because, you know, people judged it or it wasn't, it didn't, uh, it wasn't kosher, you know, whatever people want to say. I I mean, I don't really care, but I know that through that relationship, I did so much karmic unwinding. Yeah. That now I can say as a 25 year old that, yeah, I wouldn't ever wish that for like my daughter or something, but I know that it was exactly what my, where my heart was leading me to go. And I'm so grateful for it because it brought me to Philadelphia. It brought me to the job that I had that took me to travel across the world, which brought me to stay in India more and then to bring me to Arizona and then to meet my partner and then to start this podcast with you. And it's like, yeah, of course. Baba probably could have done it with a little bit less. <laughs> um, yeah. A little, like a little bit more gracefully, but that's not our avatar. You know, <laughs> he likes to stir the pot. And so yep. I think when you, when I, when I've lived to my heart, even though I've made decisions that might not be from a worldly standpoint, the most wise or the most responsible or make the most sense, nothing has ever led me astray. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I think too, like, just thinking about like what was right is not always necessarily like, doesn't mean it was like, had to be like the best decision you ever made. Like, I'm not saying that in this case, but I think that too, like, sometimes we talk about like, you know, right and wrong from that sense and that place. And I just like, you know, that's not, that doesn't have to be the case too. Like it can be decisions that we make or or situations that we're in that aren't like the perfect thing in terms of like the world like in terms of it was a perfectly pleasant and healthy experience for us and it can still be the perfect thing in terms of like what we needed to know for ourselves going forward exactly right yeah, you said it like so perfectly well that's because you said it perfectly first, so. <laughs> but I mean I think that's what intuition is it's like having no explanation or something that you're being yeah. called to do because you're being guided for your highest good. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. 
So I have one last little blurb from Baba, if you're okay with me reading it, because I feel like it kind of, it kind of ties it all together. So this is a little bit more of like a metaphysical way of looking at intuition. So this was Baba, Baba, this was in the discourses. Realization of God comes to the aspirant who uses discrimination as well as his intuition about true and lasting values. Infinite knowledge is linked in everyone, but has to be veiled, has to be unveiled, sorry. The way to increase knowledge is to put into practice that bit of spiritual wisdom a person may already have. The teachings that that have come to humanity through the masters of wisdom and the inborn sense of values that the aspirant brings with him shed sufficient light upon the next step the aspirant has to take. Mm. The difficult thing is to act upon the knowledge he has. One of the best methods of adding to one's spiritual wisdom is to make use of the knowledge one already has. If the sahara, sadhana of knowledge is to be fruitful, it is to be implemented at every step due to the emphasis on action. Everyday life must be guided by discrimination and inspired by the highest intuitions. Hmm. What do you like about that quote? What do you... Oh, this is my favorite one of all the ones that we've pulled Yeah. Up. What I love about it is because it's it's kind of like what we just said before that everybody's journey, all you can do is bring the knowledge that you've learned from the last step. And so no one can ever have any judgment on anyone else's journey because you don't know what their intuition is calling of them. You know, it's our judgment that our intuition calls us to do the, you know, this, these amazing things like go out and preach Baba or, you know, donate or whatever it is, you know, whatever people say your intuition is supposed to tell you. That you can never pass judgment on anyone because everyone is just trying to do their best based on the knowledge that they've accumulated. I love that. Yeah, and that like uh, speaks to just like this the idea of just like meeting people where they are, mm-hmm. and that everybody is like perfectly exactly where they need to be. Yeah. Yeah. And if you live your life and if you make the choice to live to your highest intuitions every day, then eventually it might take a lot of fumbling and mistaking your intuition because that's definitely happened to me. You know, I thought, oh, this is intuition and then it's not. That doesn't matter because if that is what's guiding you, you're going to get it right at some point and then you take the next step up and the next step up and the next step up until eventually you're sure of what your intuition is. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Oh, this was good, Margie. It was. I think it was a longer one, but it was. It was good. <laughs> it was worth it. It was. This is one of my favorite topics on the spiritual path, so I'm very passionate about it. <laughs> and I love that. And it's so important. It's such a. It's such a fun one. Yeah. I mean, what's more important than God's voice? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Well, Michelle, with that being said, would you be willing to close us out with a beloved God prayer? Oh, I would love to do that. Okay. Beloved God, help us all to love you more and more and more and more and still yet more. Till we become worthy of union with you and help us all 
to hold fast to Baba's Dhamma till the very end. Avatar Meher Baba Ki Jai.